Job also had five hundred yoke of oxen, and five hundred female donkeys, and plenty of servants to help tend to his animal collection. Job was actually called the greatest of all the people of the East. Job chapter 1 verse 3. That's quite a statement. Job had it all. It was at this pinnacle of his life that Satan came and disrupted everything. Satan argued that if Job lost his livelihood, he would turn around and curse God. God permitted Satan to go to Job and inflict much pain on him. If anyone truly suffered, it was Job. Four messengers, one after another, came to Job to tell him about the chaos that had come to Job's family and belongings. First, a messenger ran to Job to tell him the oxen were all destroyed by the Sabaeans. As soon as that man finished, another messenger ran into Job's house to tell him that a fire had burned up all his sheep and servants. Immediately after that, the news came to Job that a raid came on Job's camels and killed all of them too. And then, if things weren't bad enough, a final man came with the most brutal message. This was the news that no parent ever wants to hear. A great wind came across the wilderness, and all ten of his children died. Job was living in the middle of the worst nightmare imaginable. Things didn't get much better for Job in the following days. Not only did he lose his children and his riches, but he also developed sores all over his body. The only relief he found was taking broken pieces of pottery and scraping himself as he sat in a pile of ashes. Talk about being hopeless. His wife was of no help either. Her contribution was telling Job to just go ahead and curse God and die. If anyone was in need of a faithful friend, it was Job. Job must have been hopeful at the arrival of Eliphaz, Bildad, Zophar, and then later, Elihu. Job's whole world was crushed. He was the epitome of a hurting man, and his friends had come to see him. Though not the main point of the book, you anticipate witnessing a model of how to love our hurting friends. The bulk of the book traces Job's four friends and their attempt to minister to their hurting friend. However, Instead of Job, a guide to true biblical friendship, we get something closer to disaster, how to hate your hurting friends into greater despair. Job's friends accuse, blame, question, and condemn him. Rather than ministering to his suffering, the extended time with his friends was like having salt poured into his open wounds. The failure of Job's friends brings us to an important question. How can we actually be helpful friends to the hurting people in our lives? What are we to do? There must be a way that we can exhibit love to our friends who are struggling with pain and loss. This chapter will discuss some of the ways you can exhibit faithful friendship for the hurting people in your life who are in need of encouragement. A Silent Presence Though Job's friends said some unbiblical and hurtful things to Job, that's a bit of an understatement, they surprisingly did one thing well at the beginning of their time with Job. For the first several days, they sympathized with him in an understanding way. Job chapter 2 verses 11 through 13 tells us of their initial encounters with Job after he suffered the death of his children.
Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come upon him, they came each from his own place, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naamathite. They made an appointment together to come to show him sympathy and comfort him. And when they saw him from a distance, they did not recognize him. And they raised their voices and wept, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads toward heaven. And they sat with him on the ground, seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his suffering was very great. Job's friends heard about his suffering and made plans to go to their friend. They generously gave their time, money, and resources to go support.